Hello, everybody, and welcome to the underpaid and underqualified show with your host, Vince and Ja. Welcome again. We, uh, I probably fucked up the schedule a little bit because I posted the last episode a little bit late because it honestly just slipped my mind. But here we are trying back on track again. I'll be sure to post this at our usual sometime over the weekend. It'll premiere sometime like on the Monday. I don't know. Something like that. Anyways. But yeah, Vince, how are you doing? You sound like you just chugged like an espresso right before you did this. Like a triple shot. I call it crack. Yeah, that's one way to get through the week. It's almost Friday, so you got to do whatever you got to do, man. Uh, No, if anyone notices that the schedule of when you posted that was off, I will be immensely surprised. (laughs) I would be too, because I was doing this whole, for I guess our listeners, it's more for like, oh, we record sometime during the weekday, and then I post over the weekend because as it gets to our other different um, uh, medias, the that goes through like a review process. Like, so let's say that we are at Podbean and review it sends over to Spotify. It may take a day because they're reviewing it, making sure that, that they put on the proper labels and stuff like that. Content review. <laughs> I think you that's what you were talking so fast. You really do sound like you just chugged an espresso shot. I was kidding at first, but now I'm like, damn, did you? <laughs> I had some Oreos. Uh, okay, fair enough. So you're just going to crash after like 10 minutes, get that sugar high. <laughs> exactly. No, but Oreo is basically crack. Um, yeah, so if you could snort it. Imagine that snorting Oreos. That'd be pleasant. I'm gonna inject it directly into my veins. But yeah, no. So like, I've noticed where like when we post something, it takes like maybe a day or so, about that time to get it posted onto Spotify or something like that, different mediums. So yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I. Uh, it's funny. I should really get post notifications because I'm supposed to promote this, but half the time I forget because I don't even see, you know what I mean? So I'll just like be looking on your story or like scrolling through Instagram and I'll see like our page for this. And then I'll be like, oh yeah, we did do a podcast. I should probably share that. So uh, good job us. <laughs> hey, as long as you promote it, it's all that matters. As long as we get consistent views, that's all that matters. Let's see our most recent data. Why are we going over this right now? Whatever, no matter. Because we're not professional, if as evidenced by our previous episodes. But uh, how's your week going, Ja? My week, my week has been okay. All right, so are we going to go in full detail or just like quick? Like, oh, yeah, it's all right, I guess. Like that. Let's go. Full, I'm all about the full detail, Ja. Full detail. I'm all about right. taking a short story and making it as long winded as unnecessary as possible. If you can tell by all the other episodes we've done thus far. <laughs> all right. So funny thing. Um. So this is an unpopular opinion because I try to give the benefit of the doubt to our postal system. And like, I know a lot of people really trash on it. And now it sounds like it's going to be a super boring topic. But this is the first time I actually had like a bad experience with the post office. That mm, I got ever? So, yeah. In your like, life? Wow. Well, it's always been like, oh, okay, like, all right, whatever. Really. I expect it to be maybe slow or delayed or like within reason, right? And this time sure. around, it was a I, I had a package that I needed to sign for. I missed it. I didn't realize I had to sign for it because it was it was like another care package for my mom. And this time around, she's like, "Oh, you got to sign for it." I'm like, "What the fucking shit? Whatever, sure." And Wait, did go, she order it to your place or you ordered it? She packaged it up and sent it to my place. Ah, uh, okay, got it. Yeah, that's weird that you have to sign for it. I've never had that. At least for stuff I've ordered. I, I guess I don't order anything like expensive, like computers. Is this like big? No, it really depends. She paid for the signature part. Ah, and okay. so because I wasn't there and I went to go and um try to get redelivered, picked up, whatever. They were like, oh, no, we already sent it back. And they're like, oh, that's weird. Normally we hold it for like two weeks and then we send it back. 
we only held it for like a day and then we sent it back. What the fuck? Really? Literally yeah. a day? Yeah. Well, um, they delivered on the 22nd. The, uh, the the reminder notice thingy that they gave me said that I can pick it up on the 24th. When I checked on the 25th to try to get it all taken care of, it was already sent back. Hmm. And so okay. it was, yeah. So it was like two it's days. Basically of, a day. Basically a day, effectively. Yeah. And so I spent like basically two days, last couple of days, trying to figure this all out. And my mom is like livid with me. She's like, what the hell? You weren't responsible, blah, blah, blah. Like every other Asian parent, like she really was not very happy with this. And so I spent like a good two, three hours this morning to try to get it cleared up and try to figure out like if I can intercept it or something. Jesus, and two then, to three hours? Really? Is yeah, that like complicated? On the phone, when in person. Was it just like you're on hold for like an hour and a half? Or I was you... on hold for like 20 minutes. Uh, okay. So, the, well, I was thinking when you said two to three hours, I'm like, okay, I could see two to three hours if you're on hold for like two hours and then you get through to somebody and talk for 10 minutes and then get transferred to someone else, you know, but like, it's a different thing than if you're constantly talking to like people for two to three hours, you know what I mean? That makes it seem like really fucking complicated. It, it did. And then like, I was telling my girlfriend about it and she's like, wow, you're really dedicated on this. I'm like, yeah, no, my mom is living with me. Um, and so I got to a point where I ended up just filing complaints. And then the shortly after I filed the complaint, the post office went to, uh, came back, called me and was like, they basically gave me like a formal apology of like what happened and then uh, I was like wow cool that's great mm. I don't know what I can do with this but this is actually like oh I was not expecting this and then I you can't really get anything for free from them you know what I mean they can't give you a voucher or they give you a voucher for like stamps and envelopes like <laughs> actually that'd be super useful actually really a year's supply of stamps I just give it to my mom she mails out so much shit oh okay well, there you go demand it ask for it be like, exactly. what am I what am I being compensated for? Because I'm being compensated for something. I totally should have. And then when they were uh investigating for me, they're like, Yeah, no, this is an abnormality. We're gonna try to figure out who did this and try to get this squared away. And I already told like the manager and stuff like that to follow up on this. I'm like, cool, I probably would just chase up on this later. You went um, full Karen on the USPS. I what I also did was on the phone rep, I thanked them for their patience with me. That's good. I think yeah. a huge thing is like I try to separate the customer service employee from the situation. You know what I mean? Like often the customer service reps get like people's shit who are angry at the systems and their bosses who make these dumb rules. Yet they're the ones that have to take the shit and they're getting paid minimum wage and just dealing with people's shit all day. You know, so I try to separate it sometimes. Yeah. So like with the clerk at the post office, I was definitely like, you know, you remember that time when I was trying to buy those Lincoln Park tickets and I was very like, <laughs> I didn't like, say anything. Stole, I was very yeah, like. You stole my computer. You just like grunted, like went into my laptop while I'm working. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm taking my lunch break now. I can't do anything. John's trying to buy some Lincoln Park tickets. Yeah. So it was similar to that. But then when I was talking to the phone rep, it was very, okay, I know you're, it's not your fault. It's not your branch, whatever. At the end of it, I was like, all right, thank you for listening. I noticed that you're being patient. Thanks a lot. Um, didn't yell nothing like that. And then, uh, then I got that call good. from the, uh, uh, post office branch got that apology and was like, all right, we'll take care of it. Sorry about that. There's really nothing else we can do at this point. <laughs> That's and what every customer service call comes down to. We totally understand, but there's nothing we can do. Yeah. Well, at least like they actually called to apologize. And I was like, I really did not expect this. I really didn't expect any follow-up after this. That's um, true. That is something. And it's surprising from an institution like that. Cause I've always said like institutions like the DMV post office, like, 
they don't need to like really work hard to keep your business uh because like where else are you gonna go <laughs> you know what i mean there's not a yeah. lot of competition so as like boring as this may sound that we're talking about like stamps effectively uh, all right usps is not that bad of a fucking train wreck but yeah no and then I update my mom what's going on. Hey, you might receive the return package. Be on the lookout. Send it back to me. And then she was like not living anymore because she realized that like I spent hours to try to figure out what was going on. And then I, f- I told her I filed like a whole formal complaint to like fuck with somebody. And she's like, I'm proud. She didn't say it, like, I'm proud of you, but she was pleasantly surprised. And I'm <laughs> like, oh, OK, well, I fucked over. I'm I may be fucking over somebody right now. So it's fine. You may be fuck oh fucking over somebody. Okay. Yeah, with the whole wait, you thought I said I was fucking somebody? <laughs> I don't know what you were saying. The way you said that was a special intonation. You're like, I may be fucking like like fucking like an adjective, like I may be fucking the man, or like I'm fucking jaw. I'm fucking cool. I don't know. And then you Joe said, Biden. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. He, he he's the head guy of the government, so fuck the police. All right. Anyways, <laughs> so that, that was like my week and I'm glad too, because when you when we talked about this episode, and you told me you had some stuff you want to talk about. You said USPS and the other you mentioned two things. You said USPS and something else, which I won't reveal right now. And based on the nature of the other one, I thought the USPS was going to be this big political thing that was going to go into a whole spiel, <laughs> like getting really dark and serious. And then now learning that it's actually the post office. I'm totally good with this. <laughs> Nah, it was more just like a rant, but it was definitely on my case because like I was getting scalded and it was occupying like my time and it was affecting my mood. And it's like, this seems like such an inconvenience and it seems like such a like a blip on somebody's radar, but it was still like, oh, this really was like a big part of my week as mundane. Do we have boring lives? I don't know. I'm st- one of the highlights of my life for the past year has been like expecting packages and getting them. So I don't know if that's just like standard for everyone because there was nothing to do last year or if that's like this this new thing that's emerged, you know, so, like certain new things have emerged since 2020. You know, like I feel like the rise of virtual podcasts has really gone up like people <laughs> podcasting remotely. And uh, I don't know, maybe like packaging being an exciting thing is also the rise. Yeah. And I actually did funny thing get a very good special package today. Oh yeah, what was that? All right, so here are the underpaid and underqualified podcasts. You probably know that I am very big on comics. I like looking to this. I read this and that and all that good stuff, right? Yeah, you hate Marvel movies if they don't follow the exact blueprint of the comics. (laughs) Not I did before, not anymore because I've completely just given up. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, Spark. In pursuing that dream is completely gone. But um <laughs> the which I'll call it funny thing, like they've did like a not a study, but they noticed where like when a movie is comic book accurate, people hate it. And for me, it's like when movies are comic book accurate, I love it. <laughs> and it's like, all right, whatever. Anyways, but um so I purchased go my against first, the grain. I go against the grain. Yeah, I purchased my first comic book today. Or somewhere. ever? Ever. You've never purchased a comic book? You just, what'd you do before the internet? Steal them? <laughs> Went to the library. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, those really exist. They had, they had comic. Well, no, obviously they exist, but I was surprised they have comics at libraries. Oh, they did. Yeah. So, like, I started out like reading. I mean, I started out obviously with cartoons, then reading at the library and was like, all right, you know, keeping up with this hobby is really expensive. So, yeah. I never really, 
invest in it. Now that I have disposable income, I was like, uh, if I collect one, I want to collect all of it. Uh, it's not really feasible. Um, there's virtual ways of watch reading it, but I'm like, eh, I found a YouTuber that does really in-depth like reviews and stuff like that. Where it's like, I'm, I'm good with this. I don't need to spend money. I'll, I'll donate to his Patreon and stuff like that. I've probably hedged about like $200 on his Patreon and shirts. Well, you well, hold up. So you won't buy comic books, but you'll donate $200 to a YouTuber's Patreon. Okay. So I got like three shirts out of this and I'm getting hella podcast content. And so oh, okay. Is, so yeah. you're actually getting content. It's not like you just donated just like, oh, no. I like your videos. So they do have like exclusives for um, some of the members. Right. And then they, it may, some of them is early access. Some of it is straight up just exclusives and stuff like that. And you'll eventually get them over time. Some people may get it later. And we are also allowed to vote on the content we want as well. And the way I figure it is, is it's like, all right, either I pay excess money or I spent a lot of time to try to like find these comics, gather them together. Or I just have this guy basically review it and I play in the background when I'm either driving or gaming. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I could, I can get that perspective. Like, if, if you know you're setting yourself up for a lot of entertainment, then it's worth it type of thing. Cause, like, I am the only person I know who has YouTube premium, literally, just because, like, you know, when you are playing a YouTube video on your phone and you click it off, then it stops. Yes. Yeah. YouTube, YouTube premium doesn't do that. <laughs> that's the one reason I have YouTube premium. I don't even care how much it is per month. It's worth it. Like, that's, that's all I need. It's what you call it. It's like they purposely made YouTube bad to like get you to pay for YouTube premium. And it's where it's like, nah, I got ad blocker. I'm good. Yeah. That's what all those data scientists do. I'm pretty sure. Just find out like the most addictive way to make an app and then find out ways to make money. But uh, yeah. UX uh, design, which I'm trying to get into. <laughs> yeah, weren't you doing something environmental before? I studied environmental and then. That didn't go out so well, obviously. Yeah, I feel like nobody sticks to their original thing that they decided they want to be when they grew up, you know? Oh, really? It's funny because, like, half the people I knew in, like, my graduating, like, environmental stuff, half of them either, like, still doing environmental or the other half is, like, fuck my degree. That was great. I had <laughs> aspirations, but fuck that. <laughs> yeah. it's. I don't know if I ever told you this, but at UC Santa Barbara, the, some majors are so competitive. I remember I wasn't in this major, obviously, but econ, like... I've heard people say like they'd be in like, I don't know, 400 people lecture halls and the first day of class, the teacher would straight up say or the professor would straight up say, look to your left, look to your right. Like half those people won't hear, but be, be here by the end. You know, it's like, geez, what a welcome <laughs> just because oh, the sure. curve is so steep, you know? Oh, yeah. No, especially like the weeder classes and stuff like that. Yeah, that's literally the one class I failed actually at UC Santa Barbara. <laughs> econ it was the dumbest thing i took econ too just because i'd never taken an econ class and i took it when i was already busy and goddamn if they didn't try to fuck you over and just have the simplest like lecture slides but then the most specific and complicated test ever god it was awful it, the fact that it's like an econ class where it's like yeah no we're going to try weed you out here no it yeah, really says something about that yeah, no, that shows how fucked up our school system is. Like, <laughs> you can't be whatever you want. You can only be what you want if you just happen to be good enough for it based on our curve, you know? That has actually caused a lot of cases in depression in people. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I think there's, like, somebody I was talking to, someone's, like, sibling, was, like, 
halfway through med school, not like undergrad med school, they're like, I don't think I want to be a doctor, but I've already put in this much time and effort that I guess I'll be a doctor. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I mean, it's, I mean, the worst is probably when you finish because then you got all the debt, right? Especially with law school and like before you've actually got the job that you've been working for, all you have is the debt at this point and then you're burned out entirely, but you got to like really hit the ground running to get a, try to get a job. Yeah, no, for like some people, it's like, okay, well, this is my passion. This is what I sign up for. I have at least like that, like satisfaction. And then you have the other people. It's like, I, I'm in it for the money, but I'm also in like 300, 500K in debt. Basically, like if I was in the Midwest, that's a house. If you're out in California, that's an apartment. Yeah. Yeah. I really want to move to the Midwest more than I think about it. <laughs> Did I tell you that? That I want to move to Chicago someday? No, that's new. Tell me about actually. I still don't finish my comment. <laughs> <laughs> this is the nature of shoot the. This, I don't know if we introduce what this topic is going to be, but it's a shoot the shit episode. All we do is say whatever comes to our mind. So ADD is the nature of shoot the shit, right? Pretty much. So that's basically what the title of this show is or this episode. But yeah. <laughs> so the comics. So this is the first comic book I've ever bought, and it's a DC's like. It's like an anthology thing. It's a, it's got a bunch of short stories of a lot of different uh, Asian heroes in there. So so far, I've already read about. I'm on my third story now. No, actually, maybe my fourth third story. And so the first story is about a half eight half Chinese, uh, Batgirl, who is all this is canon. Uh, a Vietnamese Green Lantern, and I'm currently on the uh, third story where it's a combination of a uh, Green Arrow. Eskiro, who's uh, half Korean, half black, who apparently has a white stepfather and a Chinese Superman. Hmm. Yeah, so th- yeah, so they did a team up there. And it's a lot of short stories and such. And they came out with three exclusive covers. Uh, I'll, well, actually, no, two exclusive covers, one generic cover. And I bought one of the exclusive covers because it was at a reasonable price of $13 on eBay. Hmm. And the other one... Apparently, I guess it's limited edition where like the value of it went from $10 to 60. Jesus. Yeah. Please tell me you didn't pay $60. I thought about it, but I'm like, uh, I didn't. So I paid for the uh, special one for the 13. It's basically the Cassandra Kane, the the female half Chinese um, Batgirl. Damn. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so like I'm super psyched for it. I'm like reading it with gloves because I'm like all right, the off chance of this actually like making a fuck ton of money later <laughs> on. That's great. So then like I'm reading it with gloves as Jesus. much as possible and put it back in the plastic wrap later. Like I'm pretty sure it's already lost value because I've already took it out of the plastic wrapping. But it's like, all right, I'm gonna do what I can. You should have bought two. Got buy one just to have in case you can sell it later, and then buy one just to read and enjoy. I thought about it, but it might be, I don't know. It's like, I'm not sure of how comic book industry in terms of like the value goes up or down and such. So it's like, oh, it might be worth something later. It might not be worth something later because it's not like a really great, like quote unquote stories that they're showing. It's just quick snippets of like, oh, in a day in the life of them. And Hmm. like, I don't really see the value of that going up. So I think a lot of, comics that do go up in value are usually like oh they're highlighting something new or it's like a big event yeah um, i don't know there's a lot of shit people don't expect to gain value but then suddenly does like GameStop yeah. a few months ago right <laughs> there's that and there's also people right now like walmart and target 
has stopped selling Pokemon cards and other trading cards because people legitimately like pulled guns and fought each other for it. Because right now the trading card market is like skyrocketing right now. Interesting. I still have those somewhere. I'm sure every that's a real testament to what age you grew up. And if you had Pokemon cards, I feel like that's that's how I know I'm in good like company with somebody that I can like relate to about stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But yeah, so this is super exciting. My first comic DC uh, put out an Asian heritage thing. Um, Marvel, I think they put it out in the middle of May, it's the end of May now. And it's funny because like literally the day that they released it, the next day, Marvel made announcement, hey, we're working on a project as well. It's coming out in, wait for it, end of August. What's uh, significant about that? <laughs> no, I just thought it was really funny. It's like DC did it first. They launched oh. it and literally the next day, Marvel made an announcement. But then they said that, oh, yeah, no, we've been working on it, but it'll come out in three months. Well, maybe Marvel thought of it first, but DC just rushed their shit and Marvel is making sure it's good. <laughs> I don't know. It's, but then when I was reading like the summary of like what it could potentially be about, it's literally the same thing where it's like, oh, we're going to take some of our Asian superheroes and make like uh, many like stories about it as well. And I looked at mm-hmm. I'm like, the timing of that is hilarious. Yeah. I think they have been working on it already, but it's just really funny. Literally the day after they made the announcement. Yeah, I can see that. My only problem with this is I just feel like, so that's cool that they're doing that, but why are they going to do the super like the white male superheroes? I just feel like there's not enough of those today. You know, like it just there's a real lack of that. And it, I just feel like it's kind of racist if we're being honest. I think we should have one for every comic, every ethnicity and every major continent. No, I just feel like more white guys. You know, that's not a, there's not enough. Like, when is that happening? Like only white guys, you know, like it's 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 pretty fucked up. <laughs> Vince, I believe that you should probably write a letter to them and see what's what they have in the works. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just fucked up. I, I don't know. Can, will you will you back me on this? I think you agree, right? <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll read your letter. Okay, right, you'll sign. There. You'll sign for it, right? You'll sign the petition. I'll read the more, letter and we'll go from more there. more white male superheroes. <laughs> Speaking of which, have you heard of? <laughs> Obviously, I'm fucking around for anyone who's going to take it seriously. <laughs> I'm like, um, I'm distancing myself away from this. <laughs> have you heard of a uh, white boy summer? <laughs> What's that? Should I look it up right now? I think you should. I think you should watch the video right now. We'll get a live reaction. But, uh, you know, a certain celebrity by the name of Tom Hanks. This guy's named Chet Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> you really didn't play along with what I was trying to set up. Okay, let's go back. Tom <laughs> Hanks. You know, Tom Hanks, Ja. Yes. <laughs> He had a son who was about as far removed from Tom Hanks as you could possibly imagine. I don't see a single detail in either of them that has any overlap, but apparently they're related. So supposedly. And uh, yeah, I think just Googling Chet Hanks right now. Do you get that same vibe? <laughs> um, I, I, I have to ask, are you sure that they're the same person? Like uh, not the same person, like the son of the person. I haven't seen a blood test, but that's supposedly what they say. It is hard to find any similarity, but that's what they say. Oh, my gosh. The first 10 seconds is already, I can tell, it's pretty shitty. You're watching it? Yes, and it's also hard to, like, hear the volume because I have it both coming out of the same can you, phone. Can you play speaker? Can you play it speaker on here so we can all hear? <laughs> Actually, I probably could since we're, like, legally, it's like as long as we're not, like, playing in the background music and we're just talking about it, that's okay. Yeah. Hold on, give me a second. We're not making money off this. <laughs> No, we're not. Fuck it. Turn it up. The beat's 
All right, for our listeners, he's basically just playing like foam football, throwing in the most shittiest way possible with bikini-clad women, and he's doing a 40. He's drinking a 40. Yeah, white boy summer, man. So I've been getting OnlyFans ads on Facebook. Anyways, that's probably because you have an OnlyFans you're trying to keep secret, right? <laughs> no, it's funny. The OnlyFans is being advertised on Facebook for some reason, and it's telling me, "Oh, you can um share your grilling recipes." And it's like a fully clothed, clad person with tongs on a grill. Like, oh, you can promote your barbecue like recipes on here. And then most recently, I got one that was. You can promote um, your music on here. And it's like a, I think I was an African-American woman in like headphones and a DJ thing or whatever. Like you can promote music here. And I'm like, I think that's called SoundCloud and it's all shitty people. Why would I pay money for somebody I don't even know that's legit or not? Yeah, that is interesting. I wonder if OnlyFans is going to change in future. Because now it really feels like just like capitalizing on people who have their credit cards handy when they're really horny. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, they're they're making a killing on like, um, effectively the porn issue. Like, there's people, there's people that are posting like just lewd, no nude pictures. There's like this, this, and that. And then like right now, it sounds like OnlyFans is trying to change their image. And it's like, all right, we got grilling, we got music. You can promote whatever you want. We don't just do porn here. Yeah, but let's be real. People really don't understand. Yeah, it's ninety nine percent. It's not all porn. It's 99%. But uh, yeah, no, I I think there's a lot of people have this very strong self-righteous, like trying to like remove the stigma against OnlyFans. Like it's a virtuous thing yet. Like so like saying like, hey, let's remove the stigma against sex workers. They're just doing a decent living. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. But like, should a picture be worth $20, you know, type of thing? It's like, it's not the same kind of thing you see at strip clubs where like, People will like lead you, try to seduce you and like lead you into a room to get a lap dance. And then before you know, you owe them $200 because I don't know, you don't know how the payment structure works or something like that, you know, and not saying that's all the cases, but you know, it's kind of how it works. You know, you seduce people for money. So it's interesting. So just going back on the video, just to sum it up, it doesn't get any better. It stays about the same. And the dude then wears a shirt that says stop hate. You really I, jump topics. I was going on a rant about OnlyFans here, John. But now coming back to the OnlyFans thing, it's I understand that it's like okay, we should pro. These are still people. Uh, I may not necessarily condone the practice and the business of it, but then at the end of the day, they are still people. Um, some of them may get it for simple reasons. Some of them may have gotten it for bad reasons. Whatever it may be. Especially oh yeah, because I, I remember like Pornhub was like, yeah, no, we're going to do a massive purge on like content that's not verified because some of it is uh people that didn't consent to these videos and i'm like all right cool good on you um that is good i didn't know about that before yeah so like people are like oh yeah no pornhub just purged half its videos and like made headlines and stuff like that Mm. and i think you really know about this because you're such an avid user of pornhub huh joe (laughs) if it comes on the news feed for like headlines it comes up on the news feed it's not something that i'm like (laughs) Is what you call it. So it's like, all right, cool, great. Um, yeah, the whole. But then it comes back to like, have you heard of was it Belle Daphne or something like that? Belle Daphne. Bella, 
Bella Thorne, you mean? No, no, no. It's a different person. Not Bella Thorne? No. Well, she's the famous one for OnlyFans who, like, was a famous actor who got an OnlyFans, but then it didn't have shit, apparently. And, like, people were annoyed because she was so famous that it was, like, disrupting or, like, taking away attention from, like, people who were less famous and, like, making their living on OnlyFans, I guess. But that's that's not what you were heard No. Before? So with okay. this person is that she's, I think, was a Twitch streamer or something like that and was, like, on Patreon, I think. And okay. she was the one that got people made fun of on the internet for, like, she made um she was selling her bath water and people was buying it and somebody made a comment of like hey if you freeze this frame it looks like she has a cold sore and Pete and she was bathing in that water and everything so and then there are some people who are like I'm going to drink her bath water and I'm like fuck God has left earth <laughs> This is the fucking weirdest 10 seconds of this podcast that's ever happened. <laughs> well, no, this is the thing. This is the thing. And then, like, it's basically, like, the OnlyFans culture of, like, hey, here's 20 bucks. I'll buy your content. It, it, I think it runs parallel with people that are, like, hey, I have a Patreon. Go to my personal website. Pay for this that I'm making. Yes and no, I guess. But, like, y- yes, I think there are people probably, like, legitimately, like, legitimate people who are trying to do something unique with their only fans and like have actual like artistic content or like or put a lot of content out there where they think it's worth whatever amount people are paying for it but i think there are also are people who are just kind of like posting like one photo a month and then charging like 50 dollars. like i remember there was this model i looked up her patreon like a long time ago and um I didn't subscribe to it just just so it's clear. <laughs> but uh she had like different tiers to it. It was like $5 a month and it would describe like what you would see, then like $10 a month you'd see like more photos, 20 you'd see more. And then when you scroll through it, like a lot of the stuff would be unlocked, like you can't see it because like you'd have to do a certain tier for it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then like the highest tier went to literally $200 like per month. And what you would get is like she called it like friend status where you would get like to have her message you or like talk a little bit a month, you know? And like, so you're basically just telling people you have to pay for your friendship, you know, like, is that the message you really want to send? (laughs) Hey, it's a chance. It's like basically people on Twitch. They're like, I'm literally just going to give this person $20 so they can say my name on their Twitch stream. Well, that's what a cameo is. Have you heard of that? Cameo, like, it's a, it's a new, like, app thing. It's basically just, like, famous people sign up for it, and you can uh, pay them a certain amount, and they just, like, make a video shouting you out. So, like, if it was your birthday coming up, they'd be like, Ja, happy birthday, man. And then you just get, like, a quick video clip of that. Oh, I heard about that. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. okay with that. It's funny. Somebody, uh, when Tiger King came out last year, <laughs> it might work. <laughs> The VP, I think uh, it was her birthday and, so, and the company like paid for a cameo for one of the guys in Tiger King to wish her happy birthday. <laughs> I guess I think it's like I think as a gag thing, uh, it's super cool. I think it'd be much more better if it's one of those things where it's like, you know, some of these celebrities, when you reach out to them, it's like, hey, like I'm a big fan of your or so like um, Oscar. So my current favorite basketball player right now with the Lakers Um Somebody in, um, th- th- went to his wedding, right? Like, I think the groom, he was mm-hmm. wearing his jersey underneath, and he posted about it on Twitter. 
And then Alex Caruso, the player, he saw that and made a shout out to that. I think moments like that, I think is more genuine. Like if you have to pay for it, I think it was like a gift kind of thing. That's kind of nice, but I think it'd feel even more genuine if it's like they just reached out and they just did out the kindness of their heart. Just like, Hey, I'm doing this because like you're a homie and I'm trying to be a cool guy versus yeah, I'm doing this because they paid me like 50, hundred bucks to do it. Or like, uh, you know, when um, I think some people were like taking a jog somewhere and then Tom Hanks was, Oh no, they were um, Tom Hanks was going on a jog couple was doing a wedding uh, photo shoot he crashed it and then he started being a part of like the wedding shoot like stuff like that yeah that's cool but cameo is like a specific business so i get why it's like it has to be that way you know what i mean like it would be nice if it was all free but then it wouldn't be a business you know no it wouldn't it's one of those things where it's like oh yeah no these celebrities are doing it for fun and they only do it like for certain cases like if it's really special and such well, I think, uh, yeah, I guess I think, I mean, my understanding was they'll pretty much do it for anyone as long as it's not like super inappropriate, like a Nazi telling you to say Sig Heil to a fucking, I don't know, white supremacist out there. And then I think <laughs> most people wouldn't want to do it to that, you know? But yeah, no, as a prank or like just mess with somebody with Tiger King, I think that's, that's funny. Oh yeah. No, I, I mean, to me, it's almost like the same thing as, uh, like getting a signature, like getting a photograph of somebody. A lot of times, like you go to a concert, like VIP experience, so you'll get like a photo and a signature and get to talk to the band, but that costs money, you know? So it's just like the same thing, but like- another... Actually, that's true. Now you put things into perspective. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although uh, there's been a few, there's been a lot of like band signings I've went to that didn't cost any money. Like Rise Against the Metallica, I met them both. Dude, Metallica, that took 12 hours in line. <laughs> Dude, what? You waited 12 hours? Yeah, this was in high school. They, uh... <laughs> Okay, yeah, that was epic. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> it was crazy too because there was only 500 people that were like uh, the first 500 people in line basically could get in. We were like 486. <laughs> mm, gotcha. Yeah. So that's, I guess that's my opinion of like OnlyFans. It's, uh, basically, you have a bunch of people there, simps. Have what? you heard that term before? Simp? Simp? Simple? Yes. Like, like moron? Like tool? Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, so the Urban Dictionary definition is someone who does way too much for a person they like. So people who pay, pay for an OnlyFans uh, subscription or whatever to somebody, they would be called a simp. The people who bought the uh, bathwater thing I was telling you about, they would be called a simp. <laughs> there was actually, well, I've never, yeah, I've never had an OnlyFans. Don't really plan to in the future. I did have one Patreon, though, similar to you. It wasn't for a woman. It was for somebody I adore just as much as any woman. <laughs> Can you guess? Bella Thorne? Yes, that was it. No, Bill Burr. <laughs> <laughs> adore is a strong word, but it's funny. No, that was the one Patreon I got just because he released a special podcast. And then uh, it's funny. After like three months, he canceled it because he realized he doesn't post enough content. So that was my full like Patreon only fans experience ever. <laughs> I try to subscribe and support someone, and then they cancel it because they're like, "I'm not doing enough." Got it. Yeah, that's fair. Yep. We really get off tangent like really well because I realized we never uh, talked about White Boy Summer. <laughs> in oh full yeah. Extent. Yeah. So uh, I think the clip you were playing was different than the one I had in mind. You want to hear the one I had in mind? What? All right, I'm going to play it. He's outlining what White Boy Summer is. You ready for this? Are you ready, Ja? Sure. All right. 
Hey guys, um, look, I just wanted to tap in really quick. I just got this feeling, man, that this summer is uh, it's about to be a white boy summer. You know, take it how you want. I'm not talking about like Trump, uh, you know, NASCAR type white. I'm talking about, you know, you know, me, uh, John B, Jack Harlow type white boy summer. You know what I mean? Let me know if you guys uh, can vibe with that and uh, get ready, you know, because I am. Makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> what the fuck was that? So dumb. So I'm looking up Chet Hanks right now. And he's close to our age. Is he? Wait, how old is he? Like 30? Exactly. He's 30, 1990. Damn. Wow. He's older than us. Yeah, but he's like pretty close, like well within like our age group. It's yeah, interesting. Well, that just means we got to support him. Boy, boy, summer. <laughs> he's very, he's got the entire Illuminati like tattoo on the very center of his chest. Why wouldn't you? If you're the son of Tom Hanks, he's like the leader of the Illuminati, right? <laughs> I am who I am, is what he has tattooed. Holy shit, he has a daughter. Oh, that's sad. Chet Hanks? Yeah, that poor that poor girl. Oh, he does. Ugh. Micaiah? Yeah, I guess so. But man, huh. that is just like... <laughs> I was telling this to Christine the other week. I was like, if I ever like somehow have an ungodly amount of money and I'm just totally rich, I think I would and I have kids. I think I would legitimately like have a separate house that's not that nice and make my kid live there. <laughs> just so he or she doesn't like live super privileged, you know what I mean? Like make them still work like they don't belong to a rich family. <laughs> okay. Make make them get a job, make them pay for their own car. Be like, all right, I got this, but you still can't get all the advantages I didn't get. <laughs> let me let me name some of his projects because he's also an actor. He's been. You're gonna in- ignore the idea I had, John. Come on, give me some credit. That was an, that was a solid idea. No, that's probably how you should be raising your kids because like they come and spoil little shits. Yeah, exactly. I think it's hilarious too. Like you think a kid is gonna be like totally well off, and then they ever like complain or like somebody complains about them for being spoiled and rich, they can be like, no, actually, my dad literally gave me not a fucking penny of that. Yeah, because it's your money. Yeah. Well, that's not it. That's never how it works, though. It's always the kid turns into a Chet Hanks for the most part, you know? Pretty much. It's unfortunate. Yeah. They just need an ass beating. (laughs) Yeah. Well, have you ever? That's a good question. Have you ever? I think there's sometimes somebody made this point once that you can tell if somebody's ever been punched in the face, you know, because they just carry themselves differently. You know, sometimes like the more loudmouth, like, talk shit troll kind of people just have never really come in contact with that yeah they've been coddled their entire lives and they were given participation trophies yeah oh that's funny now that i think about it there was a video where he actually got hit in the face and like was posting about it but it was from a girl he was dating apparently Mm, okay i think given the fact that he hasn't really made much headlines of the outlandish stuff that he has done i think that it's he may be an okay guy and he may just be playing a part. It could be. I mean, it could. Yeah. There's some people who are trying to be like really clever with uh, just like personas and that's not actually who they are as long as it makes fun. I mean, this video was really dumb. He did it on a whim, I'm sure. And it like got headlines. So no, like it's like the no press, no press is bad press kind of thing. Probably. I think so too. So yeah. Some of the movies that he's been in is 
Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. He was in that? He was in that. He was in Empire, that show that was pretty big. So, I mean, as it's popular, so I guess that he's got that going for him. But he's also been part of Bratz, the movie. Oh, sweet. I don't Project know what that is, Act. but it just sounds amazing. Bratz is a doll thing. Like, it's a toy doll. I think that was supposed to be like Barbie's competitor or something like that. All right. I just got confirmation. It is amazing. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what Larry Crown is, but that's a thing. Uh, can't speak on that. But Project X. The movie that was basically filmed like Paranormal Activity, but parting, and it goes like haywire. Um, it kind of reminds me of This Is The End. Have you seen that? That's basically what that is, right? Well, They're This partying. Is The End is like there. there's an apocalypse going on. Um, yeah, this, one is purely, this one's purely just... Um, um, Aliens? Uh, no, just parting. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. that's weird. Yeah, we don't need to talk about Chet Hanks. We shouldn't take up this much of the episode with talking about He's Chet also Hanks. on the most recent fantastic four reboot his acting career is so bad yeah it's pretty all over the place but the shock trooper the fact if you're tom hanks's son and you want to be an actor you're gonna get your foot in the door with at least like two of those roles you know what i mean sorry what was that he he would uh no if you're the son of somebody that famous you're like gonna get roles no matter what you know what i mean like not good roles but that's gonna be like a large part of why you get like in some movies. I'm pretty sure that's how he got into like Indiana Jones because that's a big yeah, that's, name one. That's the other one. That's probably AF. yeah, yeah. There's gonna be another one too. I hope not with Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> they should replace him. Say no, you actually weren't my son. That was a mistake. Sorry, I got the I switched the tests. <laughs> I don't know. He seemed okay in it. If anything, it just seemed like Harrison Ford barely could keep up. You want Shia LaBeouf as like in the Indiana franchise? I'm, to be honest, very indifferent. I just think they should stop because when I watch Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones, it just looked like he was struggling and breathing. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of his vibe, right? <laughs> He's always been grumpy. So, like, even when he was young, he kind of looked like he was struggling just to stay happy, <laughs> at least. Like, there's moments where it's like, okay, he's, like, young and he could do things, right? And, like, looking at some of his older films, he looked ripped. And then when I look, when I watched uh, Kingdom of Crystal Skull, it was very. Are you sure you don't want to retire, buddy? You, you well, might throw your back more, there, buddy. I was more distracted. That movie was just bad overall. Like I don't know if it was due to I don't think it was due to him so much from my perspective at least. But uh, he's it's interesting how many he's kind of revisiting every movie he's like done. He's like known for you know what I mean. Like his three biggest franchises are Star Wars uh indiana jones and uh blade, blade runner, runner. Pro- yeah. yeah and he's basically followed up on all of them like well into his 60s 70s you know whatever makes money <laughs> i don't know he doesn't need money at this point he'd be set probably financially depends I don't know, on how much alimony he has to pay is he divorced i don't know i just assume every actor is divorced with at least on he's, their fourth marriage you know he's married to the chick from that show ali mcbeal he's on his third marriage Ah, okay. That explains it. But do you have to still pay after a certain point? Is there ever like if you don't have any kids? Huh? I think 18. But what if you don't have any kids? Then I think you just lose a fuck ton of money at the beginning of a divorce. Or like it depends on what what kind of lawyer the wife has, because I think you have to make payments for their lifestyle or something. Yeah, that's such bullshit. California divorce laws are so fucking criminal. 
scary. Yeah, he's on his third marriage. He's had one, two, three, four, five kids. Yeah, they're probably all above 18 at this point. He should I'd like I don't think he was taking movies to like because he needs to pay for divorce settlements, I'm sure. I mean, well, was, well, was Johnny Depp's he, the reason why he's still in acting is he has to pay for his wine uh, collection or something. Damn, really? Yeah, like he has <laughs> that much wine or something like that that he like uh, you know, he's, consumes. You know, he's like low key a rock star in a weird way. He's like playing in a band with Alice Cooper and uh, the guitar player of Aerosmith, Joe Perry, and few other people. But like he low key is like playing guitar and making money and like actually pretty successful at that just kind of on the side you know oh my gosh some of his kids are 52 years like in the 50s who johnny depp no uh harrison ford all right focus on one, one topic at a time we got to stay somewhat focused did no the johnny depp thing the rock star don't you find that crazy there's a surprising amount of actors that are doing like music and stuff but he's he's like i don't know playing it's just kind of i don't know it's He's not just playing with anyone. He's playing with Alice Cooper and the guitar player of Aerosmith. That's pretty impressive to me. I heard the name. I'm not really familiar with it, so I can't say. Oh, Alice Cooper? Yeah. School's out for summer. You know that song? Probably. <laughs> you really only know pop punk, huh? I do only know pop punk. It's some like <laughs> classic rock. That's your one world. Well, this is classic rock, so I thought you might know that. Like, oh, well. A little bit of classic rock. Yeah, but um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, I think this is this thirty minutes we've been talking. This is all started off. How's your week going, John? <laughs> and usually we always go like through our weeks within like ten minutes. Both of us, I still haven't gotten to my. <laughs> oh yeah, how's your week? My week is going kind of exhausting. I don't know. I uh, you know, taxes were due seventeenth, right? Yes, got so extended because of COVID. Yeah, funny enough, on the 17th, I was not planning to do them because I thought they were due the 20th. And <laughs> then uh, my kind and considerate girlfriend walked in to remind me they were due that tonight, and I thought she was fucking with me. Uh, turns out it was not the case. Um, and they were due that night, so I had to, like, rush to get a TurboTax appointment. And then I was looking for my W-2 forms and was thinking, huh, why can't I find these? That's a little strange. And then I called my uh, folks because I have most important stuff mailed to my PO or my folks PO box because the mailbox outside my apartment has been broken into occasionally. So, you know, not the most secure. Uh, So I called them just in case they ever got the WTs. Turns out my mom did. And uh, she just never told me that they came through. Wow. Okay. So if we're talking about USPS, uh, they were delivered, but my mom held them. So the opposite problem that you had, your mom sent you something and then USPS hold it. Uh, opposite problem with me. At least you got it. And you got it done. Well, that's well, the thing. So, so wait, what? I did it via TurboTax, but I'm pretty sure I did it wrong. So I had to go to HRR Block yesterday to get it fixed. And now, God damn, is that shit confusing, man? That is sh- that it's just a fucking ugh, so confusing. But... Or- Huh? Or you want to wait till last minute next time? Oh, yeah, I probably always will. <laughs> okay. Never learn. But uh, outside of that, um, went to L.A., your hometown, right? Your stomping grounds? Yeah, where I grew up. Yeah. Can't I can't say there. born, but raised. We'll see how many of these spots you know. Uh, I was there for 24 hours. I uh, went to all the touristy stuff. So Hollywood sign. I'm sure you've seen that. Never been. Never? Really? Nope. 
It's it's kind of like where people are, when I ask people in the Bay Area, like, "Hey, have you ever gone to the Golden Gate Bridge?" I'll get two responses: either no, or when I was a small child and I don't care. <laughs> I think it's Alcatraz most. Like that's a meme you see. Like, how do you know someone's from the Bay Area because they've never been to Alcatraz? Uh, that's another good one. Yeah. Okay, I guess I could see that. So, so saw the Hollywood sign, Santa Monica Pier, um, uh, Sunset Boulevard, Hollywood Boulevard. Um, there's a new Amoeba Records. Do you like record stores? Uh, I heard about them. They're definitely big. I think there was like a big one back in Berkeley, right? Yeah, Amoeba Records. Uh, Berkeley has a big one. There's one in SF. But uh, yeah, new one in Hollywood. Super nice. They had a giant like painting of the new Rise Against album. So I feel like that was just a good omen. <laughs> Um, what else? Yeah, I guess that's pretty much it for the most part. Just got a solid touristy sites, but uh, goddamn traffic, man. I, like, even just getting a rental car that took like an hour and a half. Like, as soon as I landed at the airport, we got there at like 10 30 a.m. And the plan was like hit the ground running, like get a rental car ASAP, should be like easy. But it was like it was like I was at the DMV, it took an hour and a half to get a rental car. And then to get the actual rental car, they have to put a $500 hold on a deb- on your debit card to like just put it through. And then they ask for your social security number to do a credit check. I'm like, Jesus. Okay, two that- things. One, which airport did you go to? And two, I've never had anybody ask me for social security ever. No, it was sketch, but uh, which it company? was for a- Huh? Which company? Uh, dollar. The fuck? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I think I've but, rented, I've rented from them once, maybe. But really? okay. Oh, yeah, it was weird, and I did bring that up. I was like, "Yeah, I really don't like giving that." Out. I'm like, well, we can't do it without it. I'm like, well, fuck me. I guess I'll give you. My, why don't I just give you everything I have, huh? But um, yeah. So dollar. No, uh, what was the other question you said? Uh, where did I fly? Which airport? Yeah. Yeah, Southwest. But this wasn't by Southwest. It was like you had to like take a shuttle there. It was with Hertz and the Enterprise and a few other like car rental places, like all in one. I'm sorry. Wait, did you say which airport you went to? Like LAX or Burbank or? Oh, sorry. I was thinking uh, airline. Yeah, it was LAX. Oh. Is it bad that I'm like, wait, of course, that's why it took so long. (laughs) Is there another airport to go to outside of LAX? There's like four. Well, actually, it wasn't LAX that had the issue. It was the car rental place that was by LAX. You had to take like a 10-minute show to get there. Well, no, it was because LAX is so big. That's why. Um, well, LAX itself wasn't like packed. It was just the car rental place specifically, you know? Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. Fuck it. It's over now, but it took a fuck ton of time. And, uh, yeah, I could never live in LA. I don't know how people do it because just traffic's already bad enough in sf i cannot move up in terms of like how long it takes to get places you know um i don't know i thought it was growing up in la it's 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 just a different lifestyle um for here it's it's kind of like okay so how often do you ever leave uh the area where you're from or where you're currently living in to drive or just in general in general like how often do you ever go anywhere else once every two days usually for a run or like grocery store or like no i, I mean not like leaving the house i mean like oh hey it's a weekend let's go somewhere kind of thing oh um yeah i don't know once a week because like i think like as a tourist if you're trying to make like a whole thing out of it 
So let's say like you're a tourist, you're coming out to the Bay Area and you want to hit up like things out in um, San Francisco. Then you want to hit up things in Stanford because for whatever reason you want to go see Stanford or something like that. Hit up Berkeley because. Yeah, that's a pretty whatever. random. Pretty and random. Then, and then you want to make your way down to South Bay. Like that in itself can take a, a while just to like leave the city and deal with all that. And like by the time you get into like South Bay area, it's like, all right, there's another like set of like congestion there. But like the any like normal person, any like local native person wouldn't really travel to another city uh, too often unless like, oh, I already made plans. I'm going to go out there. Uh, but for the most part, people like stay within their general vicinity. Oh, that's a good point. I think, uh, yeah, like a trip like this, it was 24 hours to see like a lot of sites that were far apart. So that is kind of tricky and hard to do. It's already an uphill battle. But uh, yeah, I guess I just, well, LA for sure, like is number one on the list of like worst traffic in the US, I'm pretty sure. And I think the stuff, the, the places that you described are farther apart. So I naturally expect them to take a long time, no matter what, you know, yes. whereas LA, they were even closer and still had like a higher traffic ratio for the distance, you know, so. But uh, basically, I just hate traffic either way. So there's no. That's, yeah, that's, I know when I gave you that list of suggestions, I was like, hey, where are you going to go? Like, what's your general like thing? You're like, I'm only going to be there for 24 hours. <laughs> All right. So here's a list. Good luck. I don't know. Figure it out yourself. I did. Uh, I tried to hit up one of the spots you recommended. Which one oh, wait, it? did you recommend Trejo Donuts and Coffee? I did. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I hit that up. Uh, <laughs> the donuts were good. Um. It's just so random too. Danny Trejo, like having a coffee and donut place of all the things of all the people that could have that and of all the things he could have a business after, you know, I'm like, dude, at this point, who doesn't have like some type of food business? Kevin Durant has like restaurants. LeBron James has a tequila. Yeah. Metallica um, has a whiskey that they uh, like they model after their songs because the wood that they use for it apparently was like has is like sonically vibrated like with their songs and stuff you know sure yeah so you got that going on um green day has their own coffee thing like paul rudd paul rudd and the guy uh from walking dead have a candy store (laughs) yeah like there's some they open some food stuff um so actually real quick going back on the list of like most worst traffic cities la is number one new york city is number two sf and san jose takes number three and four that's interesting. I thought SF was number two. I thought we like moved up, but either way, it's the same thing. Pick your poison. But uh, I I tried to hit up uh pink uh pink hot dogs. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Line was like it was so like just driving by. I was like, nope, not going there. Because so, funny thing, I think there's a Pink's and LAX International section. <laughs> really? No. So if anything, you could have just like traveled to the other part of LAX to get pinks yeah i guess yeah maybe next time i don't know it wasn't that i wasn't my heart wasn't that set on it it was just like because it was kind of on the way i'm like uh, no hot dog can be as good as it's worth waiting in this line right now it does not look worth it (laughs) have you had it before i have had it before i think i could be actually getting the place wrong now anyways um i i want to say i have but then again like it's interesting how like certain cities all have like their own like oh yeah we have a hot dog place oh we have a hot dog place that's amazing yeah it's kind of like that in pizza you know there's always the chicago new york pizza debate kind of thing mm. what, what what do you think actually about that do you like chicago or new york style i've only had one type of chicago pizza and i already like didn't like the style but that pizza was particularly disappointing i felt too it was called uh, lou malnati's i don't know if you've been to chicago much 
I haven't but, been there, but I have had like authentic deep dish. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a fan for me personally. Not not my. I usually like the thin. Fl- I'm not into the deep dish. I guess like, uh, usually like thin New York style. I guess more or like kind of like. Have you been to BJ as much? Yes. Yeah, they have like a really fluffy crust that I like a lot. Um, I don't know. Just that style of like really like it feels like the deep dish in Chicago is very thick on the crust. You know, like heavy crunchy kind of crust and mm-hmm. not as much cheese to the tomato sauce ratio. So at least that was the one I had. I don't know. Mm. I know for me, it's that like, I do prefer deep dish. I do like it. New York style. It's, I mean, it's cheap. I feel like the cheese ratio is the most with New York though. That's why I like it. You know, like I'm all about the cheese. I think it's harder. So like, I do like deep dish. I do enjoy it, but I think it's harder to like make a good deep dish with a different variety. Um, I think it look obviously flat, normal pizza. You can do a lot. You can customize whatever, but deep dish, it's like, okay, well, it's deep dish. How can I like stuff certain things in here and make it work? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. You know, there's a, I don't know if I've told you this before. There's another podcast called taste buds. Have I mentioned that? No, the only it's two guys. And literally <laughs> every single week they just pick like a different like type of food. And then they pick like one version of that food and they argue and they have people vote on like, which one is better. And they like have the most insane, angry screaming at each other, like ranting, like passionate kind of arguments about it. Is this how (laughs) we should shift the podcast? (laughs) Yeah. We just copy taste buds. I don't know. What's yeah. Do something with food. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of like, you know, lift, like didn't start out as lift. It was like another, it was like Zoom Ride or Zim Ride or something like that. And then it became Lyft. Oh, I did not know that. And it wasn't even like a like an Uber kind of thing. It was like a, it was used for like, say you go to Santa Barbara or like L.A., but you live for college and then you live in the Bay Area and you're driving down for like break. And like you're just looking if anyone else is driving that same way, you can kind of hitch a ride like that was originally what it was used for. Oh, interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. So we can do that. <laughs> we'll do it with the podcast. We'll just shift the food. All right, let's do it. All right. But uh, now they've had like previous topics, like previous topics were uh, waffles versus pancakes. What do you say there? I don't know. I'm pretty indifferent. I'm not sure what I would pick. Really? Not a fan of either? No. Damn. I like both, like, but I, like I definitely both. go pancakes. I like both, but then I don't like one over the other enough where it's like I can say. Mm, okay. What's well, something you're more passionate about food wise? I like Ramen. fried chicken. <laughs> fried chicken? Okay. Yes. How about In-N-Out fries versus McDonald's fries? I think I have to pick In-N-Out. Really? Okay, that's a surprise. Because I uh, I always find that McDonald's... I feel like most people I talk to say McDonald's fries are better. Yeah, a lot of people do say that. I know, I do enjoy it. Uh, yeah, I guess I would pick In-N-Out fries. McDonald's fries are just like greasier and like just more... <laughs> like you just taste that fat, whereas in and out fries just seem like healthier, and that's never translates to the good taste. <laughs> I feel like for me is that like I cannot go wrong with overdone or um like perfectly done and out fries, whereas McDonald's fries, I think it's like if it's fresh, it's good. If it's not fresh, it's bad. Hmm. I'll sacrifice fresh if there's a lot of flavor sometimes. But I will, yeah, I will admit most most. Most of the time, I'd say Internet does have the fresher fries. So, yeah, it's all different perspective. Yeah, 
No, I think right now, like if I were to go in and out and I would get like, oh, this would end up being like better than the other, like on any given day on average, I think it would be in and out. Whereas like McDonald's is like, oh, I hope it's fresh because I can enjoy it. Or then it becomes like, oh, all right. Like yep. I got a bad batch this time around. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think in and out, you're more likely to get like nicer quality food, but that's just what you expect. To me, the yes. real question is not fries of McDonald's versus in and out. It's uh what you call it sorry i got a, a work message that distracted me <laughs> um the real question super duper burger versus in and out burger in and out i remember going super duper and not remembering it really you yep. man we we just do not agree on food at all so this might be perfect maybe we should shift to food <laughs> picks pick different fast food <laughs> just every type of disagreement about food we pretty much yeah we're pretty much set in that um no, see, that's very interesting. Did you get the regular Super Duper Burger? I don't remember. I just remember, like, I didn't want to get a, I didn't want to come back again. Damn, I just feel like the Super Duper Burger is way greasier. It's way more flavorful. Like, my, the way I compare it is, like, like, if, say you had to do, like, a Super Size Me thing or, like, eat one restaurant for 30 days. If you had to do that, I would pick in and out because I feel like it's less greasy and, like, more... It, it won't make you feel like you ate something as heavy and just like dense. Whereas super duper burger, if you want to like ball out for like one, once a month or like once a week, that's the burger you want to go with. That's how I feel. Hmm. All right. So I think we do have a good topic for uh, moving forward. <laughs> We're changing the entire direction of this podcast. But we have to get really angry with the fights. We have to be like those sports commentators who like talk about games and we'll scream about whether or not LeBron James is the MVP. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this could be a whole, like, another, like, Stephen A. Smith and, like, Skip Bayless. Like, they're both fucking garbage, but they do, like, yell at each other a lot. Yeah. No, they're so I, – I, I miss that they're not together because they were both equally ridiculous, and now they're kind of both with different people who are less ridiculous, so it evens them out. But they were, like, as ridiculous as it gets in different ways, you know? Oh, my gosh. It's like, at first I was like, oh, maybe they have a point. And after I listened to more of their content, oh, they're all just fucking crazy. <laughs> Yeah, Skip Skip just hates LeBron James with a fucking passion. We'll never give him the time of day or any credit. Like, do you remember uh, the Cavs winning the championship in, what, 2016, I think? That terrible yes, which year. I think is probably one, like, I think of recent memory, one of the best championships just given the history and the fact that it's the first. Because you hate the Warriors and you just want to rub it in. <laughs> no, I just fucking hate KD. But, yeah. You hate who? Kevin Durant. Oh, he wasn't on the team then, was he? At the, no, at the time, I didn't care. I I was just like, oh, whatever. Cavs won. Good for them. Great story. Oh, well, Kevin, I think it's also like a lot wait, of wait. You are... said you you said you liked it because you hate KD, but KD wasn't on the Warriors then, right? Okay, so here's my history with the Warriors. I think it was more just like I really didn't care, and then I met a few fans that were just like really in your face about it and wouldn't shut up, and so ah. I kind of relished when they suffered. But then again, like they actually do have a good franchise, and they have a couple. They have a few good players that are just like really good, like good guys like they're fun guys or good guys yeah and then no no one can hate steph curry steph curry is an american icon yeah so like steph curry clay thompson like good guys right but then they picked up kevin durant and i'm just like i wish terrible things on your entire franchise at that point (laughs) oh man here's a good question because we have not talked about this and i feel like you would have a good amount of thoughts about this have you heard about the uh this was a while ago but the kevin durant michael rapaport situation yes what's your so i know you hate kevin durant but to me, Michael Rappaport is such a cunt that like this transcends any hate you could have for 
uh, Kevin Durant, and we have to agree that Michael Rappaport was the douche here. Nah, Kevin Durant's a little bitch. Oh my god, Jock, come on. Are you just saying this like just because you're gonna hate Kevin Durant no matter what? But like, no, I think it's this is that like right now you have NBA players in this past year and the entire time saying we gotta champion this, we gotta stay united, we gotta do this, this, and that. We gotta own up to our mistakes. We as a society, we need to do better. Basically, they had this whole entire soapbox thing for the past entire year. They canceled games to really promote unity and in order to promote um racial injustice and such like that. And then reading the uh tweet the messages that kevin durant sent over so yeah so like michael rapaport rapport whatever um yeah he's he being a little to have his name pronounced correctly he's he's he is being a little bitch about it and like the quote-unquote like lawyered up thing yeah like no that just exemplifies that you are a little bitch but then at the same time like reading those messages from kevin durant it's yeah fuck your platform you're also being an equally as annoying little bitch as well um, and the entire time where it's like, he keeps trying to reimage himself as like, oh no, I, I'm not a cupcake. I am not sensitive. And like, you have even analysts like tiptoeing around Kevin Durant. Cause then he'll just like throw a fit. Like there are analysts where it's like, we all know that he's, um, I forgot what the term it, he was using. It was, you know, that he will think was it on impulse or he will think on whatever he feels mm-hmm. and it's like wow we're really tiptoeing about his feelings gosh and so for him for michael to like post these things yeah you are kind of like snitches get stitches but also wow you really don't have the high horse ever kevin durant so yeah so I have a very different way of looking. I see what you're saying, but before I say what I say, I'll separate this and say I will fully uh, agree to the point that Kevin Durant is, you know, not the most thick-skinned person, and that he can be sensitive about things in the past. Like I think I showed you that clip. He was at an award show, and somebody made the host like made some joke about like, yeah, you know, like if you can't beat him, join him, kind of like Kevin Durant or whatever. And then they pan over to Kevin Durant, and he's like not laughing at all. He just has like the most stone cold, like not smiling, looking super pissed off, staring daggers face. You know, do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. So uh, I will admit that. But that being said, to me, this wasn't a matter of that so much. This was, if you really go back and analyze. So I mean, let's if we really look at the situation, Charles Barkley interviewed um, Kevin Durant and asked him a question. It was something along the lines of like, so yeah, you've been really uh, prepping for a season where you can go big, right? Or like, you know, something along those lines. And then Kevin Durant was like, yep. (laughs) And I kind of get that. I mean, the format of the question is like, I mean, if he's not a talkative guy, he's not going to say much more than yep. Sometimes I introduce topics to you and your response is yep. You know, I do the same thing, right? So we can agree on that so far, right? It wasn't a weird response to a question, right? It, okay. So it's it's funny when it's like people like Greg Popovich who like I I build a character behind like I'm gonna make you sound stupid, but at the same time, like, no, I'm so wonderful guy, I'll joke around with you, blah blah, blah right? Uh, yeah. I think there was a time where like Craig Seeger, like one of the hosts that was very popular and well beloved, his son was on, and then he's like, I'm just gonna bust your chops right now, but at the end of it, it's like no, nah, give your dad my best. Please take care of blah, blah, blah. He, he said a lot of sweet things after. Then there's like when Charles Barkley was saying like things you did prepare. It's like, oh yeah, no, I stayed healthy, whatever. I changed my regimen stuff like that. You're like, he really could expand on that, but you just gave like a whole simple answer of like, yep. 
But he could have right, thought cool. you have he, the eloquency of a third grader. He could have thought that like Charles, that was like part one of a question. You know what I mean? He could have thought like Charles Barkley was saying, you do this, right? And he's like, well, how do you think this blah, blah, blah? You know, like to me, like that's how I would interpret it, you know? And I, mean, I don't know. Like he doesn't have a responsibility to expand on questions like that. He can just, if it's a uh, not greatly phrased question, he could just say, yep. I mean, no, he doesn't have technically a legal responsibility to elaborate on those, but from a guy who's been in the limelight for so long, you know how to address the public, even when it's to, like just put on a face. Yeah, but even with the DMs, if you look at what he messaged Rappaport, he does call out that the question was phrased weird. So, uh, and I'm not saying it was phrased weird. I think just the fact that he calls it out indicates that he thinks it genuinely was phrased weird because he's saying it on a DM, you know. So I think for him, he literally just thought, like, didn't have anything else to say in response to it, you know. Oh, Michael, I think he was just trying to get out of the situation. No, no, no. T- t- uh, Kevin said that. Oh, that Kevin. He thought it was, yeah, Kevin thought it was a weirdly phrased question, I think. So. I don't even remember what the question was. I just saw like them just going at it and literally like, huh, that's, well, well you probably should be st- fine for saying some stuff. Stuff well, like how that it right started now. was Rappaport, uh, after that interview happened, Rappaport, who is like has kind of modeled himself on the internet as like the king of talking shit and talk shit to anyone you know that's like his bread and butter this like reputation he's trying to make he then like calls out kevin and like posts some something about making fun of kevin for it and then kevin basically just says fuck this and dms him and like calls him out for it and then they get into it and like start dming each other <laughs> and then kevin to me this is where it changes from not being kevin being sensitive but just Kevin kind of standing up and saying, fuck you, you douchebag. Like, and to me, that's different. You know what I mean? It's not like if somebody's being sensitive, they could like try to defend themselves or like be just kind of, I don't know, more defensive about it. But he's just, to me, it was more just, he was annoyed by Rappaport and didn't like him and thought he was an asshole in that moment. So he's just calling him out. And uh, if Rappaport as a persona is just going to like be known as this guy who can talk shit to anyone, he should be able to take it, you know? So it's kind of like sizing him up for that a little bit. So the fact that Rappaport then had to publicly expose that, I think that's the ultimate bitch move because if your persona is like bragging about how much shit you can talk and how tough you are and whatnot, then like if you're like cr- like crying about it to the world, you've just pulled the ultimate cop out. And the fact that Kevin had to like pay money as a result of that, I think that's shitty. Sucks. <laughs> I'm trying to like look for the original like full thread because I'm I'm only getting highlights of like the actual like the the meat of like the ridicule, but not like the beginning of it. But I mean, sure, like I said, I don't think either of them really have the high horse on this. Um, yeah. but yeah. the question yeah. to me of like the original question is like, oh yeah, you have to like say that like Kevin Durant was on the right here. Um at the end of the day, no, like he still could have responded differently. For somebody who knows that he's already this sensitive and will literally go off on the slightest thing, he people regularly, like every NBA player at every game, will blast it on social media and be like, look at this fool or whatever and write in ways that I do not understand. And I don't understand how to read what they write on Twitter. But they would, you could just simply blast it like, this is dumb, calling them out like that. Even though we worked at Twitter for two years, we don't know how to understand what it says. Oh gosh, fuck Twitter. Oh, so many times where like people post something and it's, I need somebody to fucking translate this for me. This is <laughs> yeah English, but I still don't understand what I just read. I know. 
but uh no to your point um i hear that but so slight i guess amendment i should say or clarification when i say kevin durant's right i don't mean he's like morally right and like the absolute like he did nothing wrong and like has the moral right on his side i mean just that like more from like a street kind of right i guess you could say <laughs> like uh like uh if somebody talks shit you talk shit back to them like you know stand up for your kind of shit you know type of thing um that kind of right i guess you could say it's because like it's basically like I, i'm not expecting him to be like a professional like um role model for like never talking shit and always just like compartmentalizing it i'm looking at it from the perspective of like somebody talks shit you don't have to take it you can just call them out too and kind of like like stand up and say fuck you you know you're kind of uh being a douche and meddling and shit that's not your business type of thing um so i think from that perspective i think he's right and it's between the two i think there's no doubt that he's more right because the the thing that kills it for me is the fact that rapaport like publicly exposed a dm just because he was getting like he thought kevin durant went over the line like that's the ultimate like tattletale move you know what i mean that's like the rat in every mob movie i these are celebrities they have their own code of conduct but if you were him would you do that if you ever got in an argument with somebody and they said something like that, would you like just publicly post it and just be like, well, look what this guy said. Let's try to cancel him. You know, I think the thing is that like, I, my mindset isn't really like who really has like, Oh, they responded correctly in terms of like street cred or like this guy was like uh, the guy with the biggest balls or whatever. To me, it's if I like, if I don't like you, fuck you. I will take you out. I really yeah, don't give like a fuck and I'll take you down with me kind of thing. Well, that's basically, well, that's basically what Kevin Durant did, but I think Michael Rapaport just kind of did a tattletale. I can't think of a cooler. I feel like in terms of like, I don't really care for the tattletale thing. I think it's like, well, okay. I feel like tattletale is more of like, if you fall by the rules of tattletale, there's only two acceptable instances. One prison, you'll fucking die if you snitch. And two, if you're under the age of 18, I think up to a certain like I mean, I mean this is meant for kids uh you mean like being a tattletale is only applicable for kids in elementary or people school in or prison how people in prison because they tattled and then you would die uh but i think like what? as an adult tattletaling it's like at some point it's you can argue it's whistleblowing you can argue it's defending yourself you can argue that it's like a means to get up in the world whatever that's unfortunately that's just adulting it fucking sucks so you're saying the concept, I should really say something besides tattletaling. I don't like the phrase, but I couldn't think of anything. Uh, snitching. How about snitching? Exact same thing. Okay. So you're saying the concept of snitching, you think it's something that just can be done as an adult and it's like, that's just part of being an adult or. I'm not saying that it's part of being an adult. I'm just saying like, it fucking sucks. It's going to happen. Uh-huh. Deal with it. Yeah, no, I mean, you can. But, so I think. I don't like say like Rappaport can't do it. I think he can do it, but it just makes me respect him a lot less than I already did, which was pretty much zero. <laughs> I feel like as a person, you, I mean, I don't know who this guy is. I only know from the Kevin Durant drama, but then I feel ah. like the way that you've described him, he honestly just sounds like he's no better than a TikTok influencer trying to get like street cred or like just make his name bigger so he can get money. Oh, more or less. Yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah. yeah, he was he was like a he's I think he's an actor. I think he's been in some stuff. But yeah, he's pretty much just trying to like cling to like 
internet kind of fame, you know, a temporary thing at least. Yeah. So I think that's how I really would perceive it him at the end of the day. And I think like in terms of just the concept of like, so like going back on the whole, like um, D'Angelo Russell, he was a basketball player who snitched quote unquote on Snapchat or something that um, Nick Young cheated on his fiance at the time, Iggy Azalea. And people are like, oh yeah, no, he's not in the right. He ruined the Lakers chemistry. That's why he got traded. And that's why like Nick Young has never been the same. He's been in the doghouse because she called off the engagement or something like at that point, or they broke up either way. And for me, how I perceive this is, is that it's like, well, I'm a person that I don't stand for affairs, period. Zero tolerance. And I don't care if it's snitched or not. At the end of the day, you were bragging about you cheating on your fiance or girlfriend. I, to how I perceive people are like, Oh no, it's D'Angelo Russell's fault. Like Nick Young didn't was bad, but no, we got to burn Russell at the stake. For me, it's he snitched. We should be burning Nick Young at the stake because he's the one that's being unfaithful. He was the one bragging about it. Uh, that's a very interesting point. Cause I, I totally see what you're saying too. Cause I, I, I have very strong feelings about like, somebody you know being unfaithful or like cheating in a relationship like being the worst thing you could do like for me personally i think you would agree with this too like if you were in a relationship and ever got cheated on it's like lights out after that right it's like Mm -hmm. it's like no more like there's no way to continue the relationship right right maybe i shouldn't have said lights out it makes it sound like i'm murdering the person (laughs) (laughs) it's a wrap i'll say that it's a wrap how about that Sure, sure. Okay, because, yeah, I think we're both on the same page there. The fact that there are people who, like, get cheated on and can stay in the relationship, like, more power to you, I guess. I don't know. Like, if you have more patience than me, because I can never do that. Yeah, and that that was a perfect example, or, like, a similar example of, like, oh, yeah, he snitched. Snitches get stitches. You don't do that. You ruined the team bro code. Dude, the fuck, like, I mean, sure, he probably maybe shouldn't have like posted on Snapchat. I agree, but are we not going to cast any stones in this direction? Yeah, is he flawless? All right, sure, whatever. At this, yeah. So that's how I kind of perceive it in this, in terms of adulting, where it's like snitching. Well, it's very unfortunate that it comes to that. You confide in somebody and you hope that it's you have mutual agreements, but at the same time. It can be considered unprofessional. It can be considered a dick move. Whatever, however you call it, it it just that's just adulting. That's just part of life. Oh, I get you. Yeah, no, I think I think that also brings out a good point that like there should never be like general, uh, what's the word? Absolute should never be applied to every situation. You know what I mean? So like in the Kevin Durant situation, I think the the primary issue was the snitching and like publicly exposing of things. Um, I don't even know if stitching is the right word. It's more just like publicly blasting someone for shit. You know what I mean? So I think to me, that's the bigger issue there. But then in a situation like you mentioned, I think uh, definitely the adultery is like the biggest issue there. And if it's something that's like illegal or like somebody's doing something terrible or if like, I don't know, say some, if you knew someone, if you had a friend who murdered someone and was like continuing to do it, I don't think anyone would ever say you're snitching on them. They would say you're like actually just trying to help people and like cause that, you know, allow that person to live up to what they did, you know? Sure. Yeah. So just it basically every situation is very case by case. Yeah, fair enough. But in terms yeah. of like going back on the Katie Michael thing, um, 
I'm neither. If I was to go take an unbiased stance on this and like not might have my personal bias, like I might shrunk this taste for disdain for KD. Ew, this taste. Um, uh, <laughs> it's that like you both are fucking dumbasses. <laughs> and like when I read the posts, like from just now skimming both of these posts from them, it's wow. You both should not be given a public platform. Yeah, but you have to admit, I don't know if you felt this way. I felt this way, but uh, some of KD's responses are pretty fucking funny. <laughs> this is the I first w- one right off the bat. You a bitch. <laughs> well, I read it. It was like he threw the C word and he was like, you come guzzling. Stuff like that. And I was reading that. I'm like, you I haven't heard some of these things since high school. <laughs> You sound so scandalized. I think it's hilarious. I don't know. Sometimes a good, I don't know. Some shit talking can be very funny sometimes. I swear. I know, for me, I'm it was a... like, I ex- I expected more. You expected better shit talking? Yeah. <laughs> really? I thought that, I mean, some of the lines just made me crack up. I, I swear I must spit on your face when I see your dirty ass. Bet your life on it. <laughs> Meet me there, pussy. Uh, let's no, it, was, it was more like, the way I read it was like, you know, those two, it's like two guys who just took off their shirts. And it's like uh you ready to go no you ready to go and just like kind of like don't even shove each other they kind of just like use their shoulders and kind of just like try to nudge each other try to start something that's like how i perceive and read it in that tone i feel like katie was saying stuff of substance though you know what i mean he was saying (laughs) i mean for shit talking substance i guess work of poetry yeah i think so but uh this actually reminds me of another situation you might have heard of this but i think there's another good like question of morality see what bugs you the most here are you ready for this jaw sure all right have you heard of a band called megadeth yes so uh have you heard any headlines about them lately no all right so uh they've had a basically story megadeth is uh they've had one member who's kind of been like the brains behind the band all 30 years you know you know you have some bands where some like 30 years it'll be the same exact members the whole time right and then somewhere a lot of people come in and out right yes this is a band that falls into the ladder where the main singer songwriter has been like the one consistent member. And then like, there's been like different members every four years, just cause he's that hard to deal with. <laughs> and of, of those people, uh, there's been one consistent, fairly consistent member. Who's like stood by him for the most part. His name is uh, David Ellison and he's a bass player. And he was, oh, it's kind of like yin yang. Like the main guy was difficult to deal with, but David Ellison was like, kind of easy like relatable midwestern minnesota kind of vibe you know and um he always had a pretty squeaky clean reputation for the most part but uh recently a video came uh out in the public where he was uh facetiming with a fan a female fan and the female fan uh was basically they he was he was uh they were sexting (laughs) trying to find the exact term but i think that was it sexting um and he's married so technically that was infidelity too um so now next question that should come to your mind it's already been established that he cheated on his wife so that's bad uh what do you think the next question to assess the full extent of how bad this guy is would come to your mind might be but one question like i would ask him or like one question that he asked Uh, a question about the situation like in detail you need to know uh how old was the person (laughs) exactly how old was the person thank you for asking that because that is the right question to ask um so apparently 
I don't know how this came out, but somebody leaked the video. It was like a friend of the chick or he didn't even know it was being filmed, I guess. But it was leaked. And then a girl exposed it and said that the girl, another girl exposed it and said the girl involved was like 17 and that David Ellison was grooming her for all this. And he, you know, he's a creeper, whatever, et cetera. And then so that was kind of running for like a day or two. And then uh, the girl actually posted the girl who was involved with the video posted her own video basically saying like, no, I wasn't as I wasn't underage. I was 19. I was fully consenting. He never grew me like before I was 18. This was like totally um, consenting between two adults above 18. You know, um, so then that uh was kind of like corrected and you know he was kind of redeemed him a little bit but you know like you said or like you would note he still cheated um but as a result uh, a week later he was kicked out of the band um and the band basically released a statement saying like we don't know the full details of what happened but based on our relationship already being strained and this happening it's enough for us to uh say it's impossible to work with them anymore so that's where it's at i was like the guy shot himself in the foot from the get-go well, he didn't. Well, he shot himself in the foot by even doing it in the first place, but he definitely didn't like film it. But you should never fuck with video nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's yeah. the thing is, I like, you never know when you're going to be caught with something. Yeah. Caught with your dick in your hand. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, so, based on that, your assessment, I guess you would say the guy. So, I know you, I'm sure because he cheated, you would say, like, that's pretty much a wrap, like a thumbs down on him as a person, right? Yeah. Yeah. But do you think he should have been fired? For cheating? Oh, you mean so like the mega death guy? Yeah, the bass player. Because he, he basically he was fired because of this, more or less. This was like the straw that broke the camel's back, what it sounds like. Well, that's the thing. So the thing is that it's a little bit different. So if it's like a job where it's like you outright cheated, it's like you and your marital affairs, it's not my problem to a workplace. Are you able to perform? Great. Yeah. Um, but then in terms of like, well, I'm in a band. So let's say like you and I are working, right? Actually, um, I guess it's a little bit different. So like if you and I were working together, like on this podcast and I cheated, then like, I probably would expect you to like, okay, let me phrase that. If you cheated, then it, for me, it's like, okay, that may strain a relationship. It may be difficult for me to like, oh man. So that may cause for like, oh, we should probably break this up or something like that. Um, but I think in that case, it's like you're working closely intimately. Maybe that might be the case. They may hold fast to that. It's like, I can't really work with you anymore kind of thing. But then also they made the comment of uh, due to other stuff that adds to it. So like you can fire somebody for that. So now going back on the working profession, it's like you cheated, but you've also been late to work. You've also been like drinking on the job. We can't have that. This added yeah. to it. We're done. Yeah, I don't know if it's so much like he couldn't do his job because he's actually known as like a really talented musician and like wrote a lot of their uh, like big like big songs per se. But uh, I think they kind of just like the main songwriter, the guy who's like in charge of the band was just kind of personality wise over him, I would guess. But I don't know. It's just an interesting situation because I can't help but think that the real reason they fired him was just they didn't want the like controversy surrounding it. You know what I mean? Like when they because they have an upcoming tour uh coming up like later this summer so i think that's just gonna follow them especially if he's there who knows like people could boo him or like just that like just the stench of controversy kind of following you would not be good for their pr you know 
Yeah, I mean, I could say I could see that. So, like going back on the working example, like if it was like a company or, or like let's say it's Apple, right? Somebody who cheated. That's not going to make any headlines. That's not going to get anywhere. But if it was Tim Cook, mm. different there. So, like in a company like that, in such a face, well, one intimately working, two, so public facing, then yeah, that would be like, oh, yeah, that makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like your standing matters. Be aware of your platform that you're on. Yeah. I think it's just, I think it's interesting. It's just, that's an interesting situation because, like, it's like the psychological tendency, like, door in the face. You know what I mean? Like, have you heard that before? Somewhat. It's like if you want to say you secretly want to buy a car for, I don't know, $5,000 and you're talking with the used car salesman and uh, at first you like throw out a really low price. You're like, all right, I want to buy the car for a hundred dollars. He's going to like, dude, a hundred. Are you insane? No, 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 no. I'll like, I'll go like cheapest. I'll go is 5,000. Like trying to like find the closer middle ground. You know what I mean? Like you basically you go really extreme with your first offer to get to the actual deal you initially want. You know, that makes sense. Okay. Compromise. Yeah. Yeah. Like basically you purposely, throw out a number you don't expect to actually get so that then the the person tries to find a middle ground which is actually the number you wanted from the get-go okay maybe this isn't relevant but basically i was thinking that principle kind of applied here because like cheating itself is terrible but then the fact that there was this possibility that he did it with an underage girl makes the cheating like forgettable you know what i mean almost for a second like it's almost like because that was like when there was this possibility that he was doing it with a girl who was like 16 or 15, that was the worst thing and makes him like an irredeemable creeper. But then um, when that doesn't happen, you're like, all right, he's good. He's fine. But then it's like, wait, no, he still cheated. But you don't think about that because one is so much worse than the other that that's like the priority, you know? Got it. Okay. I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I had much else to say besides that. <laughs> It's just interesting how the brain works. Two degrees biasness. It's what? Bias? Biasness. Like bias? What's biasness? Same thing? Like I'm just made up a word like just it's based off of bias. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. It's such a deep topic we 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 don't have anything to say. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I think we've pretty much said everything. Do you have anything else left to say, Joe? Nope. Uh, I think we should call it here at this point. Yeah. This is like our usual time, hour and a half or hour and 15. We've gone like hour 50. No, hour wait, f- hour and a half. Yeah, because we started later. Yeah, uh, anyways, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, we hopefully will get this posted. We'll figure this out. And yeah, until next time. We're going to get this posted the day that you download it. That's what's going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Take care, everybody. Bye.